Welcome to Split Happens, the Divorce Down Under podcast where we talk about anything and everything family law related. Thanks very much for tuning in to Split Happens, the Divorce Down Under podcast with me, Alex, and my legal colleague, Liza. Today we're looking at, from a family law perspective, things that you might need to think about if you are going to separate, if you're thinking about separating, or if you have recently separated. So from a family law perspective, certainly, but these are more about practical considerations to do that your family lawyer might point you in the right direction of once you've just separated or you're about to make that move. So it's sort of a things to consider, a bit of a to-do list, my check-off list. It's all come to an end. What should I do next? Now, one of the first questions that I, I very often get asked, and I'm sure you're the same, is what do I do about the house? Should I stay living here? What do you normally say when somebody asks you about well, the house? I say that very annoying answer, which is it depends. <laughs> depends on your circumstances. But that's that's the truth, though. It does depend. Um, if it's a case where the... Um, if you've got a violent situation, um, it may be better that you just pack up and go yep. and leave. So safety first is safety always first a, yep. is my is my tip. Um, but if there's no safety issues, if I'm feeling a bit bitter, say for example, I've found out my husband's having an affair, I'd be probably more inclined to kick him out. I'd probably be wanting to stay in the house myself. And how would you go about kicking somebody out of the house if they didn't want to go? Well, I'd probably That's just... It's diff- this, 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 we're caught this in that dilemma every single time you ask this question. If there's no violence and you you're both co-owners, without a court order, you, you can't, can't require somebody That's to right. leave. And so you get asked that question about, should I change the locks? And I don't know about you, but... I usually say, sure, that they can change yeah, the back again. Yeah, that, that's exactly the same as my advice. So I think, I think sometimes I should really set up work. a locksmith and, and work in that field. Um, but it just, it, it's a tricky one and it's, it's really hard to know. But I look at it from more of a practical point of view, mm. which is who has somewhere to go? Who has um, friends or family nearby that they can go and stay in the spare room? For years, potentially. <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> um, no, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's grim. I mean, I've been there a very long time ago when that, yeah, I remember leaving a property once with a, a black garbage bag full of clothes and not much else. It's like, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. A very long time ago in a galaxy oh, far, well, far away, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's what I would... It was liberating. <laughs> I would probably want to do. If I, was, if I was in that situation and I was um, separating... I'd probably want to stand my ground as much as possible, stay in the house, pack all his stuff up and put it on the front lawn and say, out you go, see you later, change the locks, knowing full well that he can just change them back, not an issue. Yeah, but taking those practical steps are things that you can do and very often it'll sort of force the the other person to reflect upon, I really don't want to be staying under the same roof as this craziness all the time. And then we then move into another sort of a, a slightly murky field of if you have alienated yourselves from each other in the relationships, that's sour. If you react adversely to say, I'm taking all my stuff back in, I'm kicking down the door, then 
the next thing that you might expect to see is you know the, the metaphorical jam sandwich rolling up to the uh, sorry going back to the old dart there days of the Sweeney <laughs> but seeing the police um, arrive yeah. uh, because of a domestic disturbance and yeah. before you know it, Police protection notice, domestic violence order, including what's called an ouster order. Yeah, so I think that um, sometimes it's actually better to try and, you know, to try and get one of the parties, whether it be yourself, if he's if he just won't move, and like I, I'm saying just from me as a, a female at the moment, but um, <laughs> sorry, <but> identifying <laughs> at the moment, as, well, no, it's a whole other no, show. We're no. not doing that today. Oh, Jesus. No, what I meant to say was that um, when, I, when I keep saying him, I'm just putting myself in the shoes of someone separating. Um, so if I was in that, in that situation, I was trying to um, separate. If my husband was adamant that he just was not leaving, I would not want to expose myself to that potential of more conflict and more um, confrontation and incidents that possibly could occur from having... Um, from both being under that same roof and I would probably try and find alternate accommodation for myself. But yeah. it's always going to be a bit tricky because, as we know, in this current um, property market and the rental market, yeah, it's, very tight, it's really it? hard for people to actually separate because it's like, well, neither of them have anywhere. In a lot of cases what I see, neither of them have anywhere to go. And and they don't have sufficient money. Even if they did have somewhere to go, and that you know the rental market eased up, or they, they had somewhere, they wouldn't necessarily have double income suddenly no. that enables them to go and pay for that extra rent. Well, because you, you, you're paying for two households. Yeah. And I know that that will be the norm eventually. But once the assets and things have been sorted out, so that both parties have got a bit of money. But in the meantime, yeah, you're having to pay Same your mortgage, income, yeah. and then having to have to pay for a rent. A rental somewhere so it makes it very difficult i think your answer it depends is absolutely right so when we're talking to clients and that sort of situation arises and it's very early stages what should i do what should i do you have to really get a good understanding of what's happening inside that relationship and what their practical options are do either of them have family living nearby do either of them have friends living nearby what's the monetary situation does somebody have a little bit of a nest egg that they could use just to live off for a few months whilst you try and sort out things in the long term um, and one of the big things, of course, is the children. I mean, what what do we normally say? I mean, what do you normally say to people about, you know, what should I do with the children? Do I take Keep them the with kids. me or do yeah, I... Yeah, that's right. Take them with you. Keep them with me. Keep, Keep them with you. Um, you're in a much better position, um, and I know that I might get some criticism for this because using your kids is a bit of a weapon in your family law proceedings, but you're in much, much I, I'm stronger I'm raising position. an eyebrow, listeners. Don't yeah, worry. It's like I'm going, right. tusk, tusk, tusk. Yeah, well, but yeah. this is... This is, this is us just having a chat about it. This is what I would do. I would hold on to my kids and I would not, um, you know, until such time as we had I'd wrap mine up in a map and say good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I children. Would, honestly, I love you all enormously. I, I would hold Except on to mine. Except for the fourth one. <laughs> anyway, I'd hold on to my kids. Um, I wouldn't, I would take them with me. Um, okay. If I was choosing to leave, I would say, right, well, um, I would only leave if I could find enough um, spot for my myself and my kids as well. Yeah. Um, and children, of course, means all of the children's arrangements need to be thought through as well. That's right. So, so where they're going to school, what their you know their activities, their friendships, and all of their you know their you know, their day to day lives need to be maintained as much as possible. Except if you know, there are dire circumstances and you have to move away, which is which is 
brings me back to my original position, which is that I, where possible, I would stand firm and stay in the house, particularly. Stay particularly if house. I have the kids. Um, it might not be the most pleasant experience, but if it's if there's no obvious and excessive levels of violence, it, it might be a solution, a short-term solution that could work until you sort out the property side of things. Yeah, uh, and of, as, as you do, I get a lot of, um, com- have a lot of conversations with people who can't afford to move out and haven't afforded to move out. And so they live under the same roof for a number of months or even years in some case yeah. post-separation. And strangely, sometimes those arrangements, they become a little bit entrenched too. And even, you know, it's like the odd couple almost. You've moved from a marital relationship to this sort of odd couple situation where you co-depend upon one another, but not in any matrimonial, not in a domestic basis, but as a sheer pragmatism. If you haven't got anywhere else to go. Mm. So, okay, so the living arrangements are going to be short-term focused for now because the idea will be to try and sever all of those financial ties with your partner as you go on. That means to start the ball rolling with your lawyer, with your family lawyer, you're going to need documents. So one of the things I often say is to try to make sure that you've got copies of all of the important stuff. Yep. If you if it's not yours, if it's joint, make sure that at the very least you've got copies and you know where things are. You know the state, the lay of the land with yep. the money. So so, so things, that, things that I always recommend that we do that you get um, and that you'll have easy access to, rates, notices and things like that. So Because that's got a lot of the information about mm. the property ownership. You'd be surprised the amount of people who don't actually know who owns their their home, um, or and the mortgage documents or um, your bank statements and things like that. So, if you're getting the hard copy bank statements still or your mortgage statement, you know, get a copy of that. Make sure that you know who the bank is with. Yeah. So where possible, you take hard copies, and if you can't take hard copies, then you know we live in this era with smartphones and cameras. Just just take lots of pictures. Yeah, take take as many pictures as you can. Um, so there's the you know your rates notice, your your bank statements, and in particular, not just if you've got access to internet banking that where you can see all the current joint accounts and the bank's oh, balances. Yeah. Make sure that you understand what the what the setup is in terms of who can actually access that account. Um, can either of you transfer funds from that that joint bank account say for example you've got a joint account can you can either of you just transfer funds or do you need um, permission or do you need to put something in place to make sure that those funds can't go anywhere without both of your signatures if you've got a joint account that's paying the mortgage for example and you're both putting in all of your salaries and income going in there is there anything to stop the other person that you've separated from possibly acrimoniously possibly not from just going in and saying whipping it all away i don't care about the mortgage yeah i'm going to just keep that cash so so that's that's a really important thing to to know is is not just about the actual documents but access to so those access a, to bank those accounts, accounts as and well. controlling access and making sure I mean you can't stop people from having their their own bank accounts no. but make sure that if it's joint or if it's yours yep. that you are you're a decider you you have the authority to stop or make payments on those. Another thing, a little um, trick, if particularly if you're planning on staying in the in the home and. Um, you're anticipating that the other that your spouse is going to be leaving the home. Get all your utilities and stuff into your name before before you have that separation <laughs> discussion. <laughs> this no. is brutal planning, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. But this is this is what people need to hear because you've got, you know, um, 
I know plenty of people who will threaten to cut off their electricity because the yeah. account's in their name. Because it's a control thing, isn't it? You, yeah. can, you can really like, mess no, up your ex's life. No, by I want you to agree to this, and if you don't, well, I'm going to cut well, off this. You'll have no internet tomorrow. Have, yep, you'll have nothing. First world problem. But so yeah. um, that's that's the sort of thing that, that goes on. So, so set Getting up in those touch accounts. with the utility companies. This is something that you're doing in the Im- immediate time yep. prior to and of an act separating them. That's right. You've just thought about. You've gone. I'm. I'm leaving him or her, and I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm done. out. I'm done. This isn't what? something to do like a year in advance, presumably, because uh, it, it might sort of trigger that separation conversation. Well, that's right. Who knows? Why, why, why is the bill in your name all of a sudden? Arbon Legal is proud to sponsor Split Happens. You will be in safe hands with Arbon Legal. For all your family law needs, call us on 07-55-62-0444 or visit our website at arbonlegal.com.au. But, but what you need to make sure of is that you have those sorts of things in place that because it, it, you need to think around what your plan is. So how is your plan going to work? You're going to stay in the house? Okay, great. Yeah. Can you afford to make those payments? Have you got some hardship? Have you contacted the bank? Yeah, that, that's a very good point, actually. You know? A lot of people, we talked about you know the, the difficulty of trying to maintain um, the same outgoings with only a lesser income. If the yep. other person's gone, they're going to need money to pay for their rent as well. Do you need... Do you need to contact the bank and talk to about contact hardship? contact the ben- bank and also do you need the other party's consent to apply for the hardship, particularly yeah. if it's a joint loan? So uh, I think that is very much a bank decision. That's right. They and make so a lot of discretionary decisions in that yep. field. So be friendly with your your local bank officer. Get on the yep. phone, talk get a contact. Them. Talk to them. Um, so... We, we got, we're just basically what we're trying to do here is think about your end goal and think about how you're going to get there. And One of the things that you talked about access to um, bank accounts and so on, and, and going on from that, I'd be recommending to my clients to, where possible, to change passwords. Definitely. To make sure that... Email you know, accounts, email accounts. banking. A lot of people still have bizarrely shared... Shares. Well, I was going to say shared email accounts or access to the same email account. Yep. They just use it for everything. You need to be getting in and changing that, setting up yourself a brand new email account yep. with a password that's only known to you, that's Apple only on your devices. Only on your devices, yeah. I mean, that's a way that people really do control what happens. And they can see what's going on because you can if see you where share you are, the if Apple you've got ID. Fair, you know, find my friends and all of those sort of yep. options. You can track people. It's Change your Apple ID, get a, new, um, get, a, get a new email account. Before you get rid of that old, you can pretend like you've got, you're still using that old email account, but... Um, Make sure you get all the relevant emails that you think are going to be important. Where he's or sh- or her has uh, you know accused you of doing things, or you've paid for something, or you know things that are are going to be that so you like think are going to back be up an your issue. email history, yeah. and then have a new new email account for, for going forward. But don't you know? Don't necessarily just forward it all to the new email account because then they'll also have that email account, and potentially um, if you've if you like most people, when you co- when it comes to setting up passwords, it's probably you're probably going to pick another password that they're going to be able to. It might even be the same password as the previous email account. Yeah, so that's right. ABC one two three doesn't yeah. really cut it these days. No, does it? so you need to make sure that those passwords and things like that are, are secure and that only known to you. So I think that's good advice, uh, and, and I always say to people, create a brand new email address just in case. 
You don't know what somebody may or may not have access to. Well, I always want want, um, my clients to have a new email address so I can communicate with them because then I know for sure that there's no risk of um, the other side reading my correspondence to the client. It's not until they repartner and then their partners are reading that email and you're going through that same kind yeah. of process. Again. Yeah, then it's a bit of a problem, but that's okay. Yeah, so we've got um, the things to consider. We, we, we've talked about what sort of documents people might want to keep hold of or keep track of and, and to control access to money and things like that. Um, one thing that gets overlooked sometimes because we get so uh, busy with the business of the financial separation and arrangements with the children is making sure that you know, my clients looking after themselves mentally because it's an enormous strain upon somebody, you know, emotionally and psychologically. So if they haven't got family and friends, is to try to encourage them to get some help externally to try and work through, you know, their emotional needs and make sure they get help for their mental health support. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of services out there. Even Relationships Australia can put you in touch with a number of different psychologists and family mm-hmm. counsellors. Um for people that are separating, um, self-help. There's there's men's groups out there. Oh, there are divorce coaches yeah. that we see advertising now. I'm, I'm, I'm yet to be convinced, but I'm, I'm sure there's a place in, in society. But it, really what I'm trying to get to with people is make sure they've got somebody to talk to. It's really, really important. I mean, talk to your lawyers by all means, but that gets to be phenomenally expensive. If you yeah. talk to lawyers about non-legal things, we'll be rolling our eyes and saying, no, no. That's right. You these really are counselling issues. Go, go and get some help. You need to have that support network in place. Um, and and for the kids too, quite a lot of the time. That's right. They Be- might need just even the in-school counselling. Sorry, talking across you. There. No, that's okay. Um, it's you're used to. It. <laughs> well, no, no. Actually, we don't really talk across each other all that often. I think that's because we're used to court, though. We have to when you're in court, you have to wait and stop, listen. And Is it yeah. my go now? Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. So right. You, you wait, but the difference here, of course, is we're not sitting up, standing up, and. Sitting down all the time. But anyway, I digress. Um, One of the things I've written on my list is probably the most important thing, of course, is which is who's going to look after the dog. Yeah. I've got something a bit more important, but anyway, we'll go with that. It's not a cat, that's for sure. Well, no, I have a cat and I'm I'm a cat person. I I can see that I'm going to be like in my 80s with like six cats. (laughs) Um, I'm not not walking any dogs. In a crumbling house, smelling of wee, I know. Hey, no, no, no! It won't be crumbling. <laughs> it'll smell like wee, but it'll be it'll be smick. Um, but anyway, um, no. So, th- do you want to talk about the dog? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, okay. I mean, it's yep. it's the kids and dogs thing, which is yep. keeping you know, normalcy going on as much as possible. I think the dog just hang with the kids as best as dogs. W- dogs to go with the kids. That's what I would. If I was in the in, you know, if I was going through a separation, and aside from you know understanding. Cause well, we're lawyers. We know that dogs are in fact property. Not I know. I was coming and that, into that. That I hate that. I actually because I feel like my cat, and I know you don't, you're not a cat person, but I actually feel like my I cat. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I've eaten lots of them in curry houses in the past. Well, well, my cat sometimes takes higher priority over my kids because it's so <laughs> much. He's, he's so much easier to look after. Well, they consider themselves gods, don't they? Well, they, he does. He like he just like stretches out and you know he, he rules the roost, but. Um, <clears throat> But in terms of the, the pro- like, you know, dealing with that, I just think it's a lot of the time there's that emotional attachment between kids and their pets. Yeah. And it's actually really, really hard for the kids to overcome that loss. And so I, I sort of think that if, it, if I were in their shoes, wherever the kids go, the dog goes. So um, 
I know that's totally against what the law is meant to say. It's meant to be like, oh, it's an pr- item of property uh, owned and, and by yet one person. There can person. be, you know, huge but psychological support the family pets. And, and I think so. If there, I are, think if there are children involved, then I'm with you on that. I think they would be best placed with the children. Um, it gets a little bit more complex when um, the dogs are, or the or the cats, if you're that unfortunate, <laughs> are the um, only things that people have. And they want to divide them up between them, and it really is. Oh yeah, that's shocking. That's yeah, yeah. That's the, a bit you, hard. the wisdom of Solomon to, to yeah. decide upon who gets to keep you know, Fifi or Trixie Bell. Yeah, and and the unfortunate thing is usually the person that's put the most amount of time and effort I- into it doesn't necessarily isn't really the owner, and um, damn. So, okay. it's, so know, it's, it's one piece of property to think about. Um, and a, an important piece of property that we haven't even touched on is the cars. I mean, people, yep. you, know, you think about your day-to-day life, uh, mostly you know, you're going to need your, your, your mode of transport. Usually it's going to be a car that somebody's driving about in. You've probably both got a, could be a couple of cars in a family normally. And they might be held in joint names or they might be held in one person's name. And you've got to try and, where possible, get that transferred sooner rather than later. Yep. You can, I mean, it can be done as part and parcel of the family law settlement, of course, but everything that you can do as amicably as possible, as early as possible, is going to cut down the number of things that you'll need to engage lawyers for, even if it's just drafting documents. And also, too, you don't really want your ex-wife um, running up speeding fines and parking tickets <laughs> in, your, in your Nissan Navara. Yeah, good, yeah. You know, good luck getting those statutory yeah, declarations like, signed. Okay, righto. I've got no points left. Why is that? Oh, the missus has got the car. You know, that's, that's right. Every toll road imaginable. Yep, yep. <laughs> just rack up bills, could imagine. Anyway. That's definitely not advice. Again, like everything here, this is just general chinwag. Yeah. <laughs> There's no legal advice in any of this. This is just some of the practical things that we yeah, encounter. You know, what happens with the children, what happens with the family pets. Do I get to keep my car? Should he move out or should I move out? You know, who do I talk to about some of these things? And you know, you mentioned Relationships Australia. They're terrific. Family members, obviously best, and, and friends as well. Um, and keeping busy. You mm. know, when you're in that, you know, that process of separating, sort of sitting down and, and staring at your navel for great long periods of time is a dangerous activity. So if you've got kids, get busy with those. And if you haven't, you know, look for some external things to and do. you know, self-care is the number one thing. It is. is. And I say that to my clients all the time, is that I need you in a good headspace. I can't have you in a, you know, being all irrational and, and, you know, giving me ridiculous instructions from time to time because, you know, you're too caught up in the drama of something. So what I really like is for for clients to look after them and we look after the the legal side. And The legal side takes time. It's a process. You know, with, with the best will in the world, if you've been married to somebody and you want to get divorced, then... You've got to wait a year mm. from the time that you've separated before you can even make an application. Yep. So that's not going to happen anytime soon. Yep. Now you can do your property arrangements separately to that, and you yep. can do your parenting arrangements separately to that. But these things all take time. Yeah. And if they're rushed out, they're usually going to be the wrong outcome, or something's not working properly. Well, there's there's another thing that um, we haven't mentioned that I I know that you're going to raise your eyebrows at it, but I don't particularly care. Um, <coughs> they, they're doing that themselves these days. <laughs> So the other thing that I always like to do um, and suggest to people is, you know how when you have when you get married, you have a, a wedding register. When you have have a baby, you have a baby shower. Why not have a divorce register? Here's something to for th- food for thought. You've just got you've split up all your assets. You're both going to have to get new bits and bobs, you know, um, new items of furniture or things like that. You have a divorce party. <laughs> it sounds absolutely. 
ghastly. No, I think it's awesome. I think <laughs> it's great. Totally entitled, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, we didn't have any baby showers for our no, children. We no. were how awful to go around asking your family and friends, hey, look, we've done something that's got nothing to do with you and we want you to give us yeah. stuff. Yeah. But no, that's just a terrible thing to do. I think I think it'd be fantastic. It'd be a great way. <laughs> it's a really to, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, I think it's just a fantastic way I, just I to I won't be get coming. To, no, that's okay. It's all right. Um <laughs> um where you get together with some friends, like get, leaning on from the support network, have your friends, obviously not with your ex there. It's not one of those what do they call it? Hucks parties where you've got the like the hens and the bucks where they both come together. I have no idea. Okay. Well, anyway, so my my oh, thoughts Hux are... Hux party sounds Hux, dreadful. Hux party? Haven't you... Oh. No, no okay. I'm, I'm very old. I, I, had, I've, a, I've, I had, I've a, been, had a stag to a thousand a, years ago. I've been to a couple of Hux parties. Um, but, yeah, it, it's not as... It's, they're not as interesting as when it's um, individual. But, anyway, but, so getting back to this divorce register, um, you sit there with your friends and you put in a little... Yeah, go to Meyer or David Jones or whatever it is, and you go. Oh, I need some sheets. I need some this. I need some towels. Yeah, Kmart and Big W are available. Well, if that if too. You, if, yeah, that too. But you're if, on more but of a, a household budget. No, but you're not paying for it. You're getting your friends to pay for it. They wouldn't remain friends very much if you turn around and say, "Oh, I've split up from another person." They go, "Oh yeah, what do you want this time?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I just think of you a fun little thing to have. Okay. You know, oh, well, you know. Uh, I guess in you know, a few years' time when I'm, I'm looking watch at... Watch this know, space, people. Watch this watch space. space. You're going to have all the these people... Great new divorce register yep. corporation of Australia is taking then, over the world. And, and then there's going to be photographers coming out with their divorce photos. The, the, there's something in that. I mean, you see divorce parties and things, don't you? You, know, you do. That's what I'm saying. It's following on from parties. It's not bring a plate. Bring a gift, a proper one, from like on the register. Wow. What do you think of that? I think it's a terrible idea. Okay, well, that's it, good. It's just smacks of entitlement. It's no. awful. Oh, dear. Well, anyway, there'll be but plenty of them. I, I'm, I'm sure. Like, and some people go, well, God, well, of course, they wouldn't be my friend if they didn't give me some yeah. you know, pointless I'll material object. I'll do object. what I can. I'd, you know, I'd love to help you out by giving you an air fryer. I've got one. That's okay. I've got one, too. I've actually got two. You really? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yes, yeah, from my first divorce. His and hers air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I think we've digressed a little yeah, bit on have. that. So um, l- let's try and round up some of yep. the things we've talked about. For the practical perspectives, if you're thinking about or you have recently separated, is make sure that you lock away access to your finances. Make sure that you make that you keep copies of any important shared documents, your own personal, private, important documents, whether it's passports, licenses, insurances, all of those things. You make sure you keep those carefully. It, it, there's a lot of stuff that's out there these days which we only have electronic access to. I'd used to be advocating to somebody if they're going to set up a new email address, make sure that you take advantage of a lot of free cloud storage as well, whether it's you know with Google Drive or, or OneDrive or whoever it might be, uh, or Dropbox, all those things. Save documents there, because when it comes to that point in a few months' time, when you're ready to instruct Eliza or an Alex or a family lawyer uh, of your choosing, then... You can just give them that link and they'll have mm. all those documents. It saves us as lawyers an awful lot of time if we have early access to documentation. We can just jump straight in and get things moving for you quickly rather than giving you a big shopping list of things that you no longer have access to. Um, stay in the house yeah, if you can. If you can. Be practical at all times. Mm. Put safety as the number one thing for everybody, yourself and the children. And be mindful of self-care and, and your mental health. And you know, dogs above cats. Is that about all? 
Divorce register. Divorce register. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we might wrap it up. So watch out for a divorce register coming for you, to you um, to a hometown near you soon. And thanks very much for listening to this week's episode of Split Happens, the Divorce Down Under podcast. Thanks for listening to Split Happens, the Divorce Down Under podcast. If you want to hear more of our episodes, you'll find us wherever you find your podcasts on all good platforms.